When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, RingCentral makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at RingCentral.com. RingCentral. Simpler communications. Hey everyone, Matt Beamer here. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week here at In the Marbles. We've got a lot to talk about. Bristol's now going to be hosting the All-Star Race. The 2021 Hall of Fame ballots have been posted and elections have been held. We're going to get into that and see who's going into the class of 2021. New design for the cars coming up for the All-Star Race, as well as breaking down Homestead and looking forward to Talladega. Let's get into it. Yes, another week down, another week ahead of us here at In the Marbles. Hello, everyone, again. I'm Matt Beamer alongside Preston Lude. Preston, how's it going? It's going well. Another full, exciting weekend of racing. Yeah, very much so. We had two Xfinity races, a truck race, and a cup race. Yeah, busy and weekend. Busy weekend. Even busier for the drivers coming up here going to Talladega this weekend. Can't wait for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Always fun at Talladega. Oh, always. Always a blast to watch. Whether you're there or not. I'd rather be there. I, that's one racetrack. I grew up in Alabama and never made it to Talladega. One day. One day one for day. sure. Absolutely. I know Charlie has talked about it before. He invited you last we, time. We, we wanted to go there in April. Yeah, right. And him set up everything that just fell through with this whole pandemic thing. Yep. Pandemic thing. Yep. It's a shame. Yeah, it is, man. But how's it going? Life is good, I guess. Good, man. Well, you know. Life is always good. Yeah, You're living. M- MRI results came back. Everything's good. Yeah, everything looks good on that end, so just got to go back to the doctor again. 
And All right, well, now we're just waiting on a few, just everybody signing some documents, and then that's it, huh? Uh, hopefully, we'll see. Right, that's what I'm hoping for, but who knows? All right, the world, the medical world is. It's a strange one. It's very strange. Uh, that's a good word to put it. Well, we had a lot going on last week. Or the launch of our YouTube channel. We have now four videos up there. I posted the video of Caroline's first NASCAR race. It's a quick 39-second video. Make sure to check that out. And just bear with us, people. We're working hard to get you this content. We at least can get it to you via podcast. That's easy. Yeah. But once you start getting video mixed into it, it's a lot once, of editing once that I goes start, into it. Well, once I start getting into a groove, and it doesn't take much, the majority of the stuff, it took the intros and outros and do that make sure the sounds right on that yeah whole news can of worms bear with us it's working and soon we're i'm hoping to have iRacing content up there oh can't wait for that no well the first two iRaces i raced to this today were horrible Uh oh i don't know if i want to put those up but i might just to show the good bad and ugly where did you race at chicago land both of them yeah one Uh in the trucks and one in the cup oh which one was better none oh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> none were better. Absolutely none were better. It was it was both horrible. Both equally horrible. How many drivers in the field? The the truck race had, I think, 20. Where'd you finish? 18th. Oh, Two okay. laps down. I'm thinking, oh. well, it ran caution free. Oh. And I'm thinking, well, if I pit now, a caution will come out. I'll at least get the waiver. I'll get, I was trying to play pit strategy. It didn't uh, work off yes. for me. Because I got a 40-second penalty for pitting, what is it, uh, dangerously. Pitting dangerously. Well, too aggressive, too dangerous coming into pit road. I got a 40-second time penalty. Were you speeding? No, I missed a commitment code. Commitment code. okay. Well, then there you go. That's why. And then the cup race, I got caught up on an accident in lap three or something and finished 17 laps down. Oh, okay. You got caught up in an accident. Well, I mean, you had a worse day than I did. But I finished. Hey, that's all that counts. That's that's what counts for me. I still lost a lot of irating. You would, you know reality world you would still get points yeah but still i it was horrible i raced formula one this morning okay i started uh 20th out of 21 cars finished 13th i did pitch strategy too i only went one stop and everybody else went like two whoops but i finished 13th i still have no points through five races this season though yeah you did better than i did yeah i'll take it but hey we have a lot to talk about here we're gonna get into the news and Preston, what do we got here? So the biggest one that you touched on as soon as we opened the show up, the All-Star Race has been moved to Bristol. I, I want to buy tickets for that now. I, well, did you see that Marcus Smith has said that they're going to allow up to 30,000 fans possibly? That's a lot. That is a lot. of. And I heard, I saw, I think Jeff Gluck was talking about it. They, Bristol has not said anything about you have to wear a face mask. I'm pretty sure they're... I think it's just highly recommended. Uh, we'll, see. That's we'll see. That's going to be a happens. close one. We'll see. Yikes! But I mean, I'm I'm for one kind of happy about it. I think it's yeah. I think it's a step in the right direction. I think a lot of professional sports will look at NASCAR as the blueprint for moving on for well, that. I mean, not only that, I for years now I've thought, man, NASCAR needs to try having the All Star race maybe somewhere else. We've had it at Charlotte yeah. for so long now. Well, I like it at Charlotte. It's nice for Memorial Day weekend. It's nice to put in there, have people home for a couple of weeks. I see yeah. their point in that. But with this whole thing, the schedule's already up side down why not why not try something else yeah why not short track racing right i mean i they they haven't come out with the format yet so i mean it could be a different format i know that usually the all-star race is what 90 to 100 laps at yep. charlotte i mean we could three or four segments yeah we could see maybe 90 laps again still who knows 
At Bristol, yeah, I don't know. That would be not. a fast it race. It would be a very fast race. Yeah. We'll see. We, we will I, see. I can't wait for that. And then another p- big piece of news from that associated directly with the all-star race at Bristol, they're going to put the numbers on the quarter panels. Uh, No, so... Or is it the quarter panels? No, it's still going to be on the driver, almost on the driver door. It's going to be right in front of the tire. I mean, yeah. I did see a concept that had the numbers on the corner panels behind the tire, but Jeff Gluck tweeted out a different concept, and this one has the number right in front of the, t- the back I don't tire like instead that. of on the corner panel. I don't like so that at all. It, I mean, it's good, and it's... I mean, some people will say it's good and it's bad. It's, it's probably, bad. Probably going to be good for more advertisement. Why? Well, you I got mean, a whole hood and a deck lid. Why well, do you need the I, side of the car? Because to me... That number is as identifiable to a driver as a sponsor. Well, okay, so let's put it like this. So say we're going, you know, California, Talladega, and they have the camera shots of the field going down the back straightaway from looking straight at them. We always see his numbers. We could still pro- we could still see a number. We'll just probably see advertisements as well there too. Who knows? No. I mean, I'm just looking at it in terms of sponsorship. That's all. I'm looking at it as terms of... Too much change? Not even too much change. It's just that number means Brad Keselowski's two car is distinguishable. Right. You you don't even have to look at the sponsor. You just see the shape of the two and say that's Brad Keselowski. Yeah. Or that's Kyle Busch for the 18. Even if he's racing the Skittles or M&M's, regardless of what he races, mm-hmm. you see that number, he's going to be – that's identifiable with him. You take that – Thing away, come on! Don't don't change that too. Oh well, everybody's got their own opinions, I guess. I don't like it. Not a big fan of it. <laughs> so, uh, Matt, you got anything else? Yeah, I got something here. Uh, breaking news in the world of NASCAR: We have our 2021 NASCAR inductees selected. Mike Stefanik, the wheel and modified driver who was who died just recently. Yeah, but he won multiple championships with that series. Part of the Alabama gang, Red Farmers now being inducted. And no surprise here, Dale Earnhardt Jr. So it's just three. It's just three. Okay, it usually w- it's like five. Yeah, it went from five to three. Okay. Well, I can Okay, I can get down so with that. So there are your three selections for the 2021 NASCAR Hall of Fame. That's now, good. do I much agree with Dale Jr.? No. No? Just retired. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, and I there remember- are so many more people on that list to me. Uh huh. That that were more deserving to be in. I can understand that. Now, is he going to be very humbled? Absolutely. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is going to be very humbled to be. He meet this sport means so much to him to be placed into that Hall of Fame is going to be awesome for him. Well, yeah, he was what NASCAR. How many times did he won Most Popular Driver? Seventeen times in a row, I believe. Yeah, it was a lot. So I mean, he, he's one. He was a very popular driver. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But first round ballot Hall of Fame. Hmm. I guess there's opinions on that too, probably. Yeah. It's just, to me, no. No. Not at first. But, you know, congratulations to all three of them. Very deserving for all three of them to be in the Hall of Fame. Can't wait to see them come in. There were actually two groups chosen. There was a modern era group and a pioneer group. Okay. And this was the list of the nominees here from the modern era. You have Neil Bonnet. Jeff Burnin, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Carl Edwards, Harry Gant, Harry Hyde, Larry Phillips, Ricky Rudd, Kurt Sheldon, Mike Stefanik, 
Jake Elder, Brett Farmer, who was elected, Banjo Matthews, Herschel McGriff, Ralph Moody. Mm. And there were the list of people eligible for the Hall of Fame. Of course, Dale Jr. got elected in there as well. I mean, I think Ricky Rudd's very deserving of the Hall of Fame. Right. I mean, I you think threw out a couple Neil names. Neil Bonnet is very deserving of the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Jeff Burton may be here in the next couple of years, I believe. But Dale Jr. would be right off the bat. Ah, yes and no. Yeah, I can I mean, I, I can I, see I'm not it. surprised mm-hmm. at all that he got elected into the Hall of Fame. But congratulations to all three of those. Yeah. Congratulations to them. So Adam Stern tweeted, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, tweeted something out. It was yesterday. Okay. Um, and it has something to do in regards with Road America. So Road America president, Ooh, yeah. GM Mike Kirchner says that in quotation, he said, I think it's safe to say we've been having some of those conversations when asked if the track is in play for a potential 2021 NASCAR Cup Series race. Could we see a Cup I, I, Series race next year? Could we see a Cup there? Series race at um, it's Road America? And I think definitely, a. I mean, I enjoy watching the Xfinity Series when they race there. To me, it, it's a pretty tight road course. I'm not really sure. It how is, that would and go. I've only seen the Xfinity cars on there. Yeah, looking forward to possibly seeing the Cup cars on there. What would happen? We don't know. We're still trying to get everything else Nashville locked down and making sure that has a track date and this and that. I mean, what will sacrifice that? Will Sonoma go away for that one? Yeah, it sounds like NASCAR's trying to move in the direction of picking up some more road road courses. Like they, um, well, well, didn't we talk about it a couple months ago? How they wanted to look into going into the bigger cities at some point. Yeah, they did. And I think maybe the West coast isn't what it used to be anymore. Right. Just saying. We'll see. We shall see. NASCAR's really trying to, it seems like they're trying to, uh, spread their wings there. I mean, well, we know the Xfinity series does it and the trucks go to a couple of different road courses here and there too. So I guess they're trying to find something new for the cup series. Yeah. And I think they will eventually, but I don't think it will be maybe necessarily road America. Yeah. Because you're talking street, street circuits as well. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to wait and see. But I'm either way, I'll be excited for that. Yeah. Well, do uh, you got anything else? That's all the news I have. Yeah, I did not too much going on. I just, the whole Hall of Fame in Bristol being the new spot for the All-Star Race this year, that seemed like it was pretty big news this week. Yep, very big news. Looking forward to that. But we had a lot of good racing here this past weekend in Homestead. So let's get into it. All right, so we had the truck race, Xfinity twice, and the cup race on Sunday at Homestead Miami Speedway. Weather didn't play a factor in any of the first three races, and then once the cup race came, weather was a factor. Right, and we had the just, Xfinity Series just, on Sunday, which was weird. Just for a ex- small amount of time. Well, it, it didn't feel like a small amount of time. It it was a couple of different it was, lightning it was a couple, delays. It was a couple different. It was a couple. It was a few delays <laughs> in there. But anyway, what we're going to do is start off with the truck race. How do you enjoy it? I enjoyed the truck race uh, quite a bit, honestly. I thought it was. I enjoyed it first when Kyle Busch had that little penalty. Yeah. Brian Barnhill starting in the race. Both turned out bad for us as far as viewers, I feel. Mm-hmm. Barnhill had transmission issues very early in the race, had to park the car. Yeah. And Kyle Busch ended up winning. Yeah, that's. My goodness. Man. That guy can't be stopped in the truck series, I feel. No, no. You had it right. I, I thought the penalty was going to. I was like, oh boy, Kyle was gonna, down. So. Yeah, I thought it was going to hinder him a little. But it, it no. did not. By the time stage two showed up, he was there again. So. Yep. And 
even then he was starting to climb his way up. He had that early caution yep. that caught him up. Mm-hmm. So really no stopping that guy in the truck series. No stopping that guy anywhere except the cup series where he still remains winless. Yes. Which is a surprise to me. Very much. Stage one goes like this for the truck series. You have Ross Chastain, Ben Rhodes, Austin Hill, Grant Enfinger, Matt Crafton, Christian Eckes, Raphael... Lassard. Lassard. Yeah. Thank you. Stuart Friesen and Sheldon Creed. Stage two, Kyle Busch was up there and he wasn't leaving. Kyle Busch won stage one. Ross Chastain, second. Austin Hill, third. Christian Eckes, fourth. Ben Rhodes, fifth. Chase Elliott, who really wasn't a factor all night, at least in the truck series. No. Seventh. Derek Derek Krause, sorry, eighth. Grant Infinger, ninth. And Raphael Lassard. Lassard, yep. Tenth. Interesting last name. But a fun race. And then after that, nothing. Nope. Top ten go like this. Kyle Busch, Taylor Akram, Ross Chastain, Chase Elliott, Johnny Sauter, Todd Gilliland, Austin Hill, Christian Eckes, Matt Crafton, Ty Mischewski, finishing tenth. Our honorable mention here, and unfortunately, transmission issue on lap one, Brian Barnhill. Yeah. I feel so bad for the oh, guy, man. Awful. I was so looking mm. forward to watching him race. Yeah. But Rayum Brothers Racing didn't have that bad of a day there. Gray Galding finishing in the 33 car, 20, or 26th, and Angela Ruck finishing 24th. And Angela Ruck was on the lead lap. That's good. Angela Ruck starting to show herself there, and I yeah. think she's going to continue to do well in that series. So, Matt, how would you rate the race? Unpredictability six. Kyle Bush, once he got into the lead, was really unstoppable. It's Kyle Bush in the truck series. What else are you going to do? Intensity seven, memorability six, competitiveness seven, excitement seven. Overall, for the Gander Outdoor Truck Series at Homestead, 6.6. Wow, that's pretty close to mine. Okay. So <laughs> it was very close. That's Well, not very close, but well, okay, it's dead on with yours there. Okay. Your overall, at least. Okay. So I had excitement at a seven. Okay. Uh, Unpredictability was a six, like you said. Once Kyle Busch was there, we all know what's happening there. So yeah. competition, competitiveness, seven. There were there were battles here and there on the track, which I can get down with. Intensity, I put as a seven as well. Memorability, a six. Like, a, like you so said, pretty Kyle much Bush. a mere a mere image yeah, of us. Honestly, is like I, that's crazy how dead on we got it. So it came out to six point six. It's just weird. Yep, I I feel the same way you two when. Kyle Busch is in it. It's not fun to watch. Not, to me, it isn't. No, no. I mean, I, t- I completely agree with you, in all honesty. When yeah. Kyle Busch is there, uh, okay. Yeah, it's not fun for me. Cool. <laughs> so moving on to the Xfinity race directly before the truck race. Yes. So Chase Briscoe had a problem with more suspension parts right there at the start, which took away any chance of him winning that race more to follow on that but how do you enjoy it i thought it was pretty good there was a lot of battles yeah all throughout the field i thought it was cool to see dale jr on track again i thought it was yeah that was fun to watch pretty neat race noah gregson looked like he had it for quite a bit until so did ryan sieg yeah here's how stage one looked for the xfinity series ryan sieg ross chastain noah gregson austin Sindrick, alex LeBay. yeah alex LeBay. alex LeBay. kyle weatherman Dell Hernahart Jr., Justin Haley, Brandon Jones, and Joe Graff Jr. Great run for Joe in that stage one. Going on to stage two, Noah Gregson, Austin Sindrick, Ross Chastain, Dell Hart Jr., finishing fourth, Brandon Jones fifth, Justin Haley sixth, Harrison Vernon seventh, 
Anthony Alfredo, the fast Italian, finishing eighth. Ryan Sieg, ninth. And Justin Allguy rounding out the top ten for stage two. Once it started coming down to it, down to the end, I should say, that's yeah. when everything got crazy. We got a green-white checkered that mm-hmm. race. And I thought no Grayson like you was going to run away with it. Yep, and then we got the caution. Nope. A great battle for the finish. Yeah. Between Cindric Burden and Noah Grayson. Mm-hmm. Harrison Burden came out victorious in that race, finishing before finishing ahead of Austin Cindric and Noah Grayson. So Harrison Burden, so Austin Cindric, Noah Grayson, one, two, three. Anthony Alfredo, great run, finishing fourth. Dale Hart Jr. rounding out the top five. His team car that he owns, Michael Arnett, finishing sixth. Chase Briscoe rebounded greatly from a couple laps down to finish seventh. Yep. Brandon Jones, eighth. Ross Chastain, ninth. Riley Herbst. Herbst, yeah. Finishing 10th. And honorable mention for me, Myatt Snyder finishing 15th. Great run for him in that car. Great race overall. I mean, especially at the end. Very exciting. What very, did you, uh, got any, got any good ratings down there on that? I end? do, but I'm going to let you go first. Okay. Basically, my rating is going to come out to an eight. All eights all the way down the board. Well, that's easy. Yeah, it's all. So, excitement, eight. Unpredictability, eight. Competition, eight. Intensity, eight. Memorability, eight. You know, I based the memorability off the, the green-white checkered as well. You know, what a great battle. Three wide. You know, oh, yeah, that was awesome. That was really good. Just overall exciting Xfinity Series race. So, I rated overall on an eight. All right, so here's how I rated the Xfinity race. Unpredictability, nine. There, the green-white checkered always throws an unpredictability factor for me. Memorability, seven. Am I really going to remember this race? Not really. <laughs> if, I'm really if I'm not at the races, I really don't remember them unless something big happened. Yeah. Competitiveness, nine. Excitement, eight. Intensity, nine, especially there at the end. Overall, 8.4. A little better than you, but about the same. Yeah, close enough. And then we go to Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. We had another Xfinity race. I thought this one, this one I missed a little bit of due to work. I was at work that day. We had some goals. But again, I thought Ryan Sieg was going to be the car up front and had a dominant run. Junior Motorsports, something happened between Saturday and Sunday where all Junior Motorsports drivers had issues. Yep. And I'm very disappointed about that, except for Noah Gregson, who finished ended up finishing fifth. But for the most part, Junior Motorsports, just something happened to them. I think it's just one of those things where you could be great one day and bad the other, and vice versa in racing. Stage 1 goes like this for Sunday. Ryan Sieg, Mike Arnett, Austin Sendrick, Brandon Jones, Justin Allgaier, Noah Gregson, Harrison Burton, Daniel Hemrick, Timmy Hill, great run for him, and Blay- Bailey Curry. Bailey Curry. I, if I don't see it, if Cal... Shopify presents Cool Sheets from AHA to... Lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible, signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. <laughs> Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. 
Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Bush didn't race in this much. Maybe Bailey, Haley, Bailey Curry could race up there a lot more and actually yeah. get his name out there. But no, it's always, he didn't race in this race. In fact, no cup driver raced in this race today. Stage two, you got stage two for us? Actually, a cup driver did race. Timmy yeah. Hill. Okay, well. It's you're, okay. You're right. You okay. Know, Timmy Hill's not really a very known person either, so. He won in that I race in Texas, so. Well, yeah, uh, but that that doesn't matter right Thanks now. Thanks for calling me out and keeping me honest. <laughs> what am I going to be, you know, what else would you do without me? Stage two goes like this. Noah Gregson at the front. Austin Sendrick getting another top five stage win. Uh, stage win, geez. Another top five stage finish. Brandon Jones third. Chase Briscoe fourth. Daniel Hemrick fifth. Harrison Burton sixth. Justin Allgaier seventh. Michael Annette eighth. Anthony Alfredo, ninth, and A.J. Allmendinger getting in to the stage there. Rounding off top ten in stage two. Ended up finishing fourth in the race, A.J. Allmendinger dig, with Chase Briscoe winning. Brandon Jones finishing second, Ross Chastain third, A.J. Allmendinger fourth, as noted before. Noah Grayskin fifth, Justin Haley sixth, Myatt Snyder seventh, Harrison Burnin eighth, Riley Herbist ninth, and Austin Sindrick rounding out the top ten. Honorable mention, Anthony Alfredo, eleventh. Yes, Anthony Alfredo, he looked pretty good. Justin Allgaier, Michael Arnett, and Daniel Hemrick all caught up in accidents of one form or another. Hemrick not finishing, but that is what it is. Yep. So, rating the race, how would you rate the race for that? Uh, it's going to be pretty close to the one before the yeah, day before. It's so. going to be about the close for me, too. Yeah, so the excitement, I had an 8, unpredictability 8 as well, competitiveness 8, intensity 8, and then memorability I had a 7, so it comes out to a 7.8. I had I had pretty much the same thing. I had an eight for unpredictability, seven for memorability, eight for competitiveness, eight for excitement, and seven for intensity for an overall rating of seven point six. Oh, so not that far off. Not that far close. off, but pretty close. But the cup race plagued by lightning, plagued by rain. Just a little bit of rain, which was really odd because I was watching the radar all afternoon. And I was like, Whoa, I'm sure that, you were. That rain is really close to the track, but it never made it. I mean, of course, other than right right at the start, at least. Yeah. It was that little bit of rain in four, but they stayed out of it most of the time. It was just all that lightning. And, of course, every time a lightning within 10 miles, you have to reset the clock. So. Oh, yeah. I remember that at either Charlotte or Daytona that happened. I think it was Daytona where that happened. Yeah. Man, the cup race I felt was okay. I hate to say that. It was definitely okay as far as... I'm right there with you, honestly. I really wasn't... It wasn't... It was a very clean race. Yeah. Let's say that. I don't think, unless... Correct me if I'm wrong. The only cautions that came out were for lightning, weather, let's just say weather, Mm -hmm. and stages. I think there was one or two cautions in there where there was issues with cars. I think Ryan Newman was one of them. That ended up being a stage or, a, or the competition caution. Oh, yeah, that's right. That came right around that time anyway, so that's why. So as far as I know, I mean, Denny Hamlin just dominated that race. Yep. He was up front the whole time. I, he started from the pole, stated that he brought his same setup from Homestead in the fall over there for that race, and it showed. Denny Hammond had a very competitive car in the fall in the show, except for that overheating issue that cost him the championship. Yeah. But he knows how to get around Homestead, and it showed Sunday. Yeah, it sure did. I mean, it's just winning both, getting both stage wins and then the overall anyways. Yep, he, he did outstanding out there. Congratulations to him. But the person I want to talk about out there 
the rookie Tyler Reddick in that RCR number eight car. Outstanding run. What a great run. Finishing third in stage one and second in stage two to come forth, home fourth in the race overall. I mean, that's stayed up there in the top ten most of the night, and he was running the heck out of that car up near the fence the entire time almost. He was ended up finishing fourth in the race. Three laps led. I thought he did a great job. He's won there a few times in his spinning cars. He knows how to get around there, and yeah. it shows exactly what he can do in that car. Very happy for him for that. RCR starting to come in life. Both cars in the top 10. Austin Dillon finishing seventh in that race. Christopher Bell, great run, finishing eighth in that race. Kislowski rounding out the top 10. However, honorable mention, Matt Benedetto finishing 14th. But nobody could really touch Denny Hamlin. No. When you're on a roll, you're on a roll. I mean, you mentioned honorable mentions like Matt Benedetto, Bubba Wallace with the 13th place finish, and then Michael McDowell 15th. But then we go further down the field, Kevin Harvick finishing 26th. Joey Logano 27th. Ryan Newman, you know, finishing 30th, which, I, I mean, I don't know if it had to do with those early problems or not, but still, I mean, just to see Kevin Harvick and Joey Logano that far down. Yeah, it, again, it's just one of those weeks where anything could happen. And that's the first race this year that Kevin Harvick has not finished inside the top five. The, the streak has ended. Yeah. But, hey, Kevin Harvick, great run. I think he's definitely a championship contender. Mm-hmm. But I rated the race all sevens down the board for competitiveness, intensity, memorability, excitement, and unpredictability. I didn't know it would be that unpredictable, but all sevens down the line for an overall race for the cup race of seven. Yeah, so I had an overall of seven too, but so I had excitement at a seven, unpredictability, seven. Competition, I rated it at an eight. There was times where we had bat. You know, I look at competition throughout the whole field. I didn't see any kind of battle, and there was some yeah. pretty good battles going on at times. Intensity at a seven, memorability at a six, so it came down to a seven. I honestly thought that I was going to rate it a little bit lower. It was not the most exciting race. No, it really wasn't, and that's unfortunate. But fans back in the stands for the yep. first time since March, and now we go to Talladega, the biggest track on the NASCAR circuit there in Sweet Home, Alabama. What do you think? Uh, what do you think? Uh, Xfinity or Cup? I'm thinking Cup. We'll start off with Cup. Okay, so the list of five drivers that I have to watch for in Cup Series, uh, basing it pretty much off of last spring's Talladega race, um, look for Chase Elliott, I think, Okay. along with Alex Bowman. I think usually Hendrick is pretty strong when it comes to restrict, you know, the, the big super speedways. I think Joey Logano will be up front. He's a pretty good super speedway racer as well. I look for Kevin Harvick, and I look for Brad Keselowski to be up there as well. And then for my dark horse, Michael McDowell. Very nice dark horse. All right, so my top five for the Talladega race this Sunday for the Cup Series. Clint Boyer always has a good run there at Talladega. I think he's one of the guys he has something to prove. And this is the perfect time to do it. So Clint Boyer is going to be my number one spot. Second, Kyle Busch. He needs a win. He wants a win yeah. in the Cup Series to lock himself in the chase. I think Kyle Busch is going to be a factor. You can't count out Brad Keselowski. I'm going to take one of your picks. Always dominant there. He is now the Pied Piper when it comes to super speedway tapered spacer racing, as one would say now. Has a few wins at Talladega. His first career win came at Talladega. Watch for Brad Keselowski to be up front and leading. My number four is going to be Denny Hamlin. He's on a hot streak. Yep. Won both races in Florida, Daytona and Homestead. Going to Talladega. 
He knows how to restrict your plate race. Denny Hamlin, another one to watch out for. My fifth place driver is going to be a Hendrick driver this day to this time, Alex Bowman. Yep, that's a good one. I think Alex Bowman's going to be up there very competitive this weekend, hungry for a win, hungry for a win, a super speedway win. Dark Horse, Mac Benedetto gets his first win. I like that. I like that one a lot. In the old Wood Brothers Racing Ford. They still have to get their 100th win yet. They're yeah, I think still stuck Matt, on 99. I think Matt Benedetto might get it done at Talladega in the Wood cool. Brothers car. Yeah. But pop quiz. Uh-oh. Here we go. Who has the most wins at Talladega? Oh easy. Gosh. Easy. It's easy? Very easy. Sure. Uh, I don't get hints either. No. You'll never get hints. Is he still racing? No. No, no, you're not getting that. Oh, d- dang it. God, I almost I thought I could get something. Dale Earnhardt. Dale Earnhardt, correct. How many? <laughs> ah, seven. Ten. Ten. Oh, Most oh. consecutive wins. It's a different driver? Yeah. Jimmy Johnson. Dale Earnhardt Jr. with four. <laughs> I should have I should have known that Most one. poles. Oh, jeez. This is an easy one. Is it Hendrick Motorsports driver? Former no. one. Oh. Okay, uh... Dale Jr. Bill Elliott. Okay, well, all right, thanks. With eight. For that one. Eight. Okay. Eight. And so I'm going to take the, leave this one off. Most laps completed at Talladega. I didn't mm. know this until now. Oh. Uh, it's probably something that's not so popular. Most of the laps completed at Talladega. Richard Petty. Michael Waltrip. Wow, really? Michael Waltrip, most laps completed at Talladega. See, somebody I never would have even thought of. Nope. All right, so that was for the cup race. Who do you have for the Xfinity race? So my five drivers to watch for in the Xfinity race, I have Chase Briscoe, Austin Sindrick, Noah Gregson, Ross Chastain, throwing Justin Allgaier in there, and then for my dark horse, Justin Haley. Daniel Hemrick, number one for me. Okay. Hemrick has just shown that he can drive these cars. And I think he's going to continue growing, continue accelerating. Talladega is a good place for him to get win number one. Ross Chastain, number two, having a great run. He's going to continue developing, continue growing, just like Daniel Hemrick. But Ross Chastain is going to be my number two. Number three, and this is kind of one of those ones that you want to think so, Justin Haley, only because I could see him. He's won at a super speedway before. Granted, it was a rain-shortened yeah. race at Daytona. Sorry, average finish of seventh there at Talladega. One start, so he knows how to do it. He knows how to get around there. And he's seventh in points. He's doing very well this season. I think Justin Haley is someone to watch out for. Brandon Jones, Joe Gibbs racing driver. Average finish at Talladega, 18.75 and four starts with one top five. One DNF there, three laps, but a six in the points. I think Brandon Jones is someone to watch out for. My fifth driver, Ryan Sieg and the RSS Racing Chevrolet. Average finish of 17.16 there at Talladega in six races with like five laps. But you never know. I think he's got a chance. Good old. I think Ryan Sieg's coming to his own too. For a dark horse, I, it's tough to pick, especially at Talladega, because as we said last Talladega for the fall race, you pretty much consider everybody a threat. Everyone's a threat yeah. to win there at Talladega. Right. I'm going to say Mike Ornette only has one super speedway win at Daytona, but he knows how to draft. He knows how to get around there. Mike Ornette's going to be my dark horse for junior motorsports. Okay. I like I've finished at 22.57. So that's a heck of a dark horse, but mm-hmm. I think that's who to watch out for. Okay. That's good. I like it. 
All right, before we wrap up NASCAR, we had our fantasy. Oh, man. We're going to catch up on our fantasy here. Beamer on a Beamer continues to dominate with 2,018 points. And second with 1,939 points, SMR R&D. I'm third with 1,915. White Knuckle, 90. is 1,783. S Blade, 1,715. With 1,011, Jay Waka Flocka, he has come alive. He's starting to climb up there. I don't even know who it is. Who is that? Uh, that's my brother-in-law. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's coming alive. Yeah. SMR Operations, Preston, I'm disappointed, 1688. Wiregrass Race in 1607. 43 and Me, 1589. Crunchy Enterprises, 1562. And 50, with rounding out the field with 1508. BK Racing, 57. Mm. It's starting to get to the point in the season in this fantasy where you're going to be mathematically not allowed to do this. However, there's always next season the racing the Marbles 2.0 for your chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card. Yep. So that will about do it for NASCAR. We got an exciting movie review here for you guys, and I've been looking forward to telling, telling this one for a while. Our movie review, Our movie review this week here at In the Marbles is the movie Rush. Rush covers the rivalry between James Hunt and Nicky Lauder, really culminating into that 1976 season, the infamous season in Formula One, where it came down to the wire, and there was so much drama and everything that happened into that season, going into that run race. Nicky Lauder's crash at Nuremberg, that burned him, with Hunt falling back into the race, wins disqualifications, politics, back and forth, and Ron Howard did a great job directing this film. It stars... Chris Hemsworth, Daniel Brühl, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Olivia Wilde, directed by Ron Howard, did a great job, and the movie came out in 2013. If you haven't seen it by now, I recommend you go see it. Preston, have you seen Rush? No, I have not. Now, why not, man? Is it just one of those things where you don't want to watch the movie? I, no, I just, um, I don't know, I... Watch movies here and there, but I guess maybe I'm just not that big of a movie person at times. Well, I tell you what, you definitely need to take time to go see this movie or rent it or buy it or whatever and see this movie. It's a great movie. Ron Howard did a great job. Watched behind the scenes of it, too, and how they built everything and all that. I thought it was a really good movie, really great soundtrack. And for that, I give it four lug nuts. I'm so confabulated <laughs> about how good this is. I can't even find the words for it. Rush, check it out. That's the end of Marvel's movie review. Preston, I'm surprised you haven't seen it. Yeah, uh, well, you shouldn't be too surprised at this point. I'm not anymore with you, but I think you should see I Everybody should see it. Way better movie than Blink of an Eye. Based on a true story, there are parts of it where it is kind of a mo- movie. It's yeah, a movie. right. They have to throw some of those parts in. But overall, great movie for Lug Nuts here at End of Marvel's for the movie Rush. And that being said, I don't think I have anything else pressing. We're going to get into our final thoughts this week in NASCAR and our driver of the week. White flag, white flag, white flag. One lap to go. One lap right here. So, Preston, what do you have for us this for this week in NASCAR? So, for this week in NASCAR, we go to the great book, The History of NASCAR, and we go all the way back to the year of 1981, the 80s. June the 21st, Bobby Allison rockets from 7th to 1st on the final green flag lap to win at Michigan International Speedway. 
Ten cars involved in the final dash when Kyle Petty blew an engine oiling down the second turn. The lead car spun out, but Bobby Allison snakes his way through the carnage to get the victory. Very nice. Very nice. I I, I want to see them race in Michigan again. I'd love that track. Just hope this whole pandemic thing goes away here as soon as we can. Yeah, let's get back to our regular scheduled programming. You exactly. Know? So this for our driver of the week for this week in NASCAR, we're going – since we're going to Talladega, the inaugural winner of that race, of that for that racetrack, was Richard Brickhouse. Born October 27th, 1939, only has one career win, which came at the Talladega, Talladega. Super Speedway after most of the drivers boycotted the race due to tire concerns and the high speeds of the tires and the safety issues. Yeah. One career win, 13 top 10 zero poles. His first race came... At the Carolina 500 at the Rockingham International Speedway in 1968. His last race was at Rockingham in 1982. His first and last win, 1969 Talladega 500. Richard Brickhouse, your driver of the week for this week in NASCAR. That's pretty cool with the history of Talladega. All right, Preston. Yeah, it is. And, again, we got to go. I'm surprised I've never been there. I've been to the track, just not for a race. Oh, yeah. And I really want to go. Do you have anything else before we start wrapping it up here, getting ready for an awesome week in the racing here at Talladega? Oh, I've got nothing else. I'm just ready to get to it. I'm ready to get to it, too. I've, But I want to say we are about to hit our 40th episode. That's a pretty big milestone in my... It's a huge you know, milestone. We couldn't have done it without the fans and their support, mainly family and friends, but I know we have people in India and in Ireland and New Zealand that yep. listen to this show every week. Thank you so much. We do it for you, and we do it because we love racing. Yep. Politics and everything stays out the door. This is about racing. Who's going to be the fastest? Who's going to be the best? Nine times out of ten, it's Kyle Busch and the Truck Series. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good comparison. <laughs> but, Preston, I want to thank you for taking the time to come here, man. You put in a lot of work in this as well. We're getting better. Pretty soon we're going to have our producers and editors and all this stuff, and we're just going to be the, the, the guys in front of the camera and behind the mics. Yeah. We're just going to be color. And you know, everybody, it, we'll let everybody else worry about everything. Exactly. And I can't wait for that because that over there editing is not fun. Yeah, I can imagine. But it's humbling. But Preston, you have anything else before we go? Nope. I'm just ready to uh, see some great racing from Talladega. Great pack racing at Talladega. But I want to thank you all again so very much for listening to us this week at here at In The Marbles and for watching us if you're watching us on YouTube here at In The Marbles YouTube channel. Make sure to follow us on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and now YouTube. I want to thank Preston Lute again for coming over this week and sharing his insight and stuff. For Preston Lute, I am Matt Beamer. Thank you so much for listening and now watching. Have a good rest of your week. Be safe out there. Hello, and Charlie Herkus, and you are on In the Marbles. Oh, great. <laughs> what a surprise. <laughs> Thanks for calling in, buddy. Yeah, yeah no kidding. You caught, y'all caught me off guard with this one a little bit. Uh, no, so, you, you called me, good sir. Since we have you on the show real quick, tell us about your first run there in the cup flights, dude. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, we saw you run. You, re- you avoided all the accidents. 
the fact that the car's still in one piece is nothing short of a of a miracle there. Yeah, I mean, I avoided every wreck there was that night. I, I wish you had the video footage from the other class that I ran that night because it was the same way. Avoided every wreck that race as well. Not not the run we wanted, but, you know, we, we had gotten up the fourth and then just with about two or three to go there, I... I still ain't seen the, the video, and I don't know if I got loose or if I had help. It sure felt like I had help, but I'm not going to, you know, accuse anybody of it yet. Just wound up falling all the way back to six there. So, I don't know. We I had higher hopes than that going into that race, but it is what it is. So, we'll we'll regroup and, and go after it again in, in a couple of weeks. So. All right, buddy. Well, we'd like to get you back on here, maybe with the Zoom call and stuff. We have uh, YouTube up and running now. All right. Yeah, so, we'll so do it. We'll do sure. a conference call here soon. All right. All right, buddy. Well, we'll talk to you later. Right, you man. stay safe out there. Take it easy. All right. We'll do it. I'll holler at you in a little while. All right. All right, man. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.